Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. What the heck happened to the suburbs? How is it the same dreadful policies that played out in Philadelphia to varying degrees are starting to take place in the suburbs? Montgomery County was probably the first with Valerie Arcouche. But I would argue, as a petty dictator as she was, what happened during COVID in Bucks County was even worse. And has anybody seen Dr. Damsker? See, if I were running out there, I'd have to say, where are they holding Dr. Damsker, who was brilliant? You heard him on my show many times during that, and was getting a following across the state and beyond practical advice of how to deal with COVID. Well... Somehow or another, <laughs> suddenly, from uh, the governor's office with the good afternoon woman, we believe, the emails went to Diane Marsaglia and Bob Harv, Harvey, whatever it is. Harvard de Yes. Ended up with Dr. Damps, uh, Dr. Yeah, Damps. Damp- <laughs> the horror of names. Dr. Damsker no longer Good able afternoon. to talk. And it ended up with uh, a mess out there in the school districts. Joining us is somebody who can start to change this. If we have two Republicans on the slates winning this coming Tuesday, controller Pam Van Blunk. Hi, Pam. Hi, Don. It is Pam Van Blunk with a V. Yes. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Pam. Uh, talk about your role as controller. How long have you been controller, and uh, what do you uh, do in that office? Sure. So the, I've been in the office for two years now. Um, the controller is the fiscal watchdog of the county spending. And basically, I approve all invoices or, or bills, if you will, for payment. Um, I also My office also uh, conducts investigations into fraud, waste, and abuse, of all county spending. Um, we're responsible for retirement. We're responsible for payroll and, of course, um, payments of all bills. So uh, in that role and now running as commissioner, what is the single biggest difference between you and uh, Jean DiGirolamo versus uh, the other two? What is the biggest issue that you think needs to be reformed? Sure. Well, um First, I'd like to say that, um, you know, Gene and I are poised to take over the county and we're feeling good and we're looking good. Uh, But what I really wanted to address is our opposition's lies. And one of the biggest issues facing the county is crime. And our opponents are out and out lying to the uh, Bucks County voters. They're saying crime is down. Well, let let me ask you on that issue. Okay, I'm in agreement that I think the numbers and we're going to talk about their campaign finance are not uh, showing. Well, what do the commissioners lay that out for listeners? What do they have to do with crime coming into Bucks County? Sure. Well, they can um, they well, there's a few things they need to support law enforcement. And the current administration is not doing that. So what do I mean by that? Um, They can they can um, they fund the sheriff. They fund the 911. They fund the prison. So they're in control of all of that. So the current administration, or I should say the two Democrats, voted no on more sheriffs when he had an outstanding something like almost seven or 8,000 um, 
uh, warrants mm-hmm. that were not being served. So these are people out on the street not being brought to justice. Um, Gene and I and our sheriff, Fred Heron, voted yes. Bob and Diane voted no. Then, after, you know, the eight sheriffs were put on the, the manning table, Fred couldn't hire them. Why couldn't they hire him? Because the commissioners said they would not fund them. And the commissioners do the funding. So the commissioners decide where over $500 billion, um, million dollars goes every year. So they didn't fund them until they got a call from the press. Why aren't you funding the sheriff? Mm-hmm. That's when they said, oh, we'll fund the sheriff. So crime, definitely. And we know that so we have the Ben Salem people on, particularly the borders there. It's like a border town. We know it's encroaching farther and farther into uh, Bucks County. I was told, too, that there is an open issue here about who is funding the Democrats there. And somehow or another, it's mysterious. It's not being provided. What can you tell us about it? Wait, are you talking about the campaign finance report? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Well, I can tell you that um, the head of the Democrat Party, Steve Sanisario, is a state um, senator. He certainly knows the law. It's illegal. All the campaign finance reports were due last Friday, and they haven't filed them. We filed them. What are they hiding? Honestly, they must be hiding something. They know the law. They're deliberately breaking the law. So they must be hiding something. I don't know. Maybe they're being funded by George Soros. <laughs> uh, well, I shouldn't but laugh. Anything, anything, I don't know. anything is always possible. So, uh, Pam, in addition to crime, uh, COVID, has this come up? The response of the county uh, during this, uh, it was August, the mind blurs, I think a couple of years ago, where it looked like the bigger school districts, that they were all ready to start. Then suddenly in mid, late August, They got an email from Wolf's office, and Dr. Damsker's advice was thrown aside, and we have all the email trail, Freedom of Information Act, and Mm -hmm. uh, they could not go back. As a result, people know how much students suffered academically. I think that goes to the issue of transparency. This administration, the Democrats, really um, tout that they are so transparent, but they're not transparent. They're suing two moms. I know you've had um, Megan, and I believe you've had Jamie on oh, as yes. well. Yeah. Um, yes. And so, you know, they're suing two moms. They, the court awarded them, you know, these emails, and they decided to appeal. They were even fined for, like, deliberately, like, misuse of, of the legal system, if you will, which very rarely happens. Um, you know, but, the, but they're continuing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayer dollars suing these moms because they're hiding something. They are hiding something. We don't know what they're hiding, but they're hiding something. I cannot wait to get into office and take a look at those emails myself. So, uh, Pam, uh, if people are supportive, want to know more about you or help out in any way, what's the website to go to? Uh, Bucks County Republican Committee. Okay, Bucks County uh, Republican Committee dot org, I guess it is, right? Oh, yes, I think okay. it's dot yeah, org. Dot, dot org. Yeah, you can Google Bucks GOP and it okay. should come up, and okay. that's where all the candidates are there. All right. Talking well, about trans- oh, go, okay. go ahead. No, go ahead, Talking Pam. about transparency, did you know that um, the Democrats um, basically put on a Northeast Philadelphia man on the convention center? It's a regional you know, thing by right. law. Bucks County gets one, um, you know, Bucks County resident um, to sit on the convention center board. And Bob and Diane put on a Northeast Philadelphia guy, Um, you know, out of 600,000 plus residents, they couldn't find a Bucks County person. It's just more and more lies that they're telling Bucks County voters. Yeah, I've I've read about that. It is, uh, to your point, 600,000 people out there. Somebody could have sat on that board. Well, Pam, uh, good luck on Tuesday. It is a big race, a close race. Every vote will count here. And you're winning not just for Bucks County, but to send a message that high crime and these other things that we've talked about, it's over in the suburbs. So hopefully we'll have a good result on Tuesday and have you back soon. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Uh, Controller Pam Van Blunk here on Talk Radio 1210. 
855-839-1210. I think Bucks County is close. And I think that, um, you know, maybe Chester County sees the light after the escapee, et cetera. So uh, I'm watching first on Tuesday night the uh, Supreme Court race. And then races like this and Jersey, what happens over there? All right, phone lines, 855-839-1210. You get in AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is just push pound 1210, and we'll get you on board. Uh, the uh, This is Cut 12A, Dan. Another sign that Biden has pivoted away from his commitment to Israel and his commitment against this savagery, and it's just watching some of the polling on this, which the media relentlessly driving, oh, the poor Palestinians, look at these casualty numbers, Israel cannot possibly be doing this with proportionality. Who's sitting here in their armchair is going to say Israel is not trying to be proportional in their own self-interest? They know what's going to happen here. They know how difficult this is to root these vermin out, Hamas. The Biden administration, though, pivots in this country. Who is being put upon? Listen to word salad queen Kamala Harris tell us the initiative is against Islamophobia. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who is Muslim and the killing of her six-year-old son. A senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks have brought about all too familiar fears. Fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence, and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate alone. And in this moment, then, let us all clearly say, a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us. All right, so uh, Kamala Harris here, with all that's raging, all that we see every day. I must be missing it. I must be missing this. Is as as, I'm not sure there are incidents out there. I'm coarse, but Islamophobia again. We heard the same thing after we were attacked on 9/11. As people lay dead and all the uh, things that went on. Oh boy, we better watch out from that. No bigotry should be allowed. We don't need this. The issue is anti-Semitism, how widespread it is. It doesn't surprise me. It may not surprise you. But it is incredibly widespread, particularly on college campuses. All right, coming up, our buddy Tom Crone was on with us a couple weeks ago from Camden County. Uh, I've just told you about this um, Dropbox story today. A New Jersey judge has just frozen the bank account of a dark money group backing a fake candidate. We talked about this over in Jersey. Uh, it got my attention because one of the guys involved was named Costanzo or Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giuseppe, I think. <laughs> Obvious not the name. Costanza. And uh, there was a woman involved who didn't seem to know too much, too, and yet they're running for state senate or something. Yeah. So uh, we'll give you the details on this. It's another one. And look, they've already done their damage is the problem, though. They've gotten to this point just days before the election, trying to have people vote Republicans 
for like a pro-Trump candidate who is just a phantom candidate. The only thing that works in this, you know what it is. People ultimately have to go to jail, a lot of them. That's the only thing that's going to prevent them. So say they get caught now, but they've siphoned off a few hundred votes that win the election. They don't care. They got to go to jail if convicted on what I have in front of me. I'll give you details on that. Don't forget the uh, side question. Something we hate almost as much or more than the Cowboys. And uh, Ray Dinninger will be here today at 2 o'clock to break down. No one knows the history of this uh, quite like uh, Ray. I mean, the, the Cowboys were an expansion team. How did it get in here with Philadelphia? What was the moment? Who provoked it? And is it still strong? Dan says it is down the hall at WIP. Some of the younger hosts go, are you kidding me? It's a new era. We gave a standing ovation to Trey Turner, you know, along those lines. Why would we hate the Cowboys? We're better. Yeah, the the, the argument is that they're gnats. The Cowboys fans are just gnats at this point. They haven't been relevant since the 90s. Uh, We just swat them away. We're bigger than them. Uh, You know, we're, we're... why, why are we acting like we're still in the same league as Cowboys fans when we have such a more successful and better franchise? But my argument is you're trying to argue complacency for the fans. Get that out of here. Well, my argument is in Philadelphia, and I'm part of this, we love rivalries and hatred of a certain type. Let's face it. It makes the world go round. Geno's and Pat Stakes, you know, right on corners after each other. I often thought there would be a shooting war there someday. They had Dr. Phil in the middle of Pashunk Avenue, brokering the peace with them. The lead off Dr. Phil show one year. Yeah, speaking of, tremendous. we're asking on a, for our side question, yeah. Dom, and on Twitter, what's something Philadelphians hate more than the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, frequent guest of the show, Guy Shiraki, uh, former uh, yeah. AG, uh, assistant AG of the state, he says, uh, when chain restaurants try and inve- inevitably fail at making cheesesteaks, looking at you, Arby's. Ah, yeah. I would say too. And they always had those peppers. Like no one puts yeah. peppers on their cheesesteak. Yeah, uh, right. And I would say, as much as we esteem Wawa, the pizza thing. It oh, called, yeah. it called, the pizza thing. You got a hundred mom and pops. I think I should ask Greg. We ought to go on a pizza eating tour. What is the best pizza? In We're not going to go to Domino's. <laughs> We're not going to go to Wawa. Oh, let me let me see the Wawa pizza. Excellent. Can you imagine a guy making the pizza over there? Come on. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tom Giordano Show. You got the side question. Also, I mentioned this breaking story. New Jersey judge freezes the bank account of a dark money group backing a fake entity. This over in uh, Camden County. Superior Court judge froze the bank account of this, um, let's see, Jersey Freedom may make no further expenditures in New Jersey, but acknowledge that with election just five days away, his decision might be too late to matter. There's a strong possibility that the media outlets have already been paid. They sent out mailers and is running cable TV ads on Fox News to redirect Republican voters from the GOP Senate nominee in the 4th District, Christopher Del Borio. 
to Giuseppe Costanzo, a ghost candidate running as an independent conservative. This is clearly essentially a violation of the election laws. Okay, judge, is somebody going to be put in jail? That is not something that monetary damages could remedy. Moreover, it's important for all of us to protect the integrity and sanctity of all public elections. The only way to do that is to prosecute these people, not just to stop them now. This is what they do in Philadelphia. They're thugs. They don't respect in Jersey anything in any way, shape, or form. They're just like Philadelphia. And this is one of the newer ploys, which is tell these people, this guy's a rhino. You want the real Trump guy. Go to Giuseppe Costanzo. Now you could say all that you want. Who in the world's going to do that? I don't see how it works either, but that's not the point. They're trying to do it. They got to be stopped. All right, let's go to uh, Jack in Boothwin. Jack, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Jack, good afternoon. Hey, Dom, how you doing? Good. Uh, <laughs> my big complaint, besides the Dallas Cowboys, is uh, Delaware drivers. They're rude and arrogant. Well, oh. I've never seen it. Well, what, are you, what are you basing that on? Well, I live right across the line from Delaware. Yeah, I mean, but why Delaware? Why would I don't New York? I get usually hear New Jersey drivers from Philadelphians are the ones that annoy them. Yeah, exactly. Delaware drivers are very annoying. Yeah, I I would disagree. I I think Philadelphia drivers are the worst. And even living in Philadelphia, I say that because only in Philadelphia do you have a guy shoot up the you know the middle lane of a two lane road to try to pass everybody at the light before it turns green and passing five different people sitting there that's only uh, Krasner land the yeah most but, uh, or, or, or waiting for their light to turn green so you can dart and make your left turn before the you know oncoming traffic starts to move all right we'll back you put you down for that one Jack but I don't know that I think they rise to that kind of level but they are hated if, though. if that's your experience we'll put you down for it. Uh, the people that the judge uh, talked about, let's see, it's that woman that was involved, and it's Costanzo is a 62-year-old restaurant account manager from Clementon, has been a mythical figure on the campaign trail. He's raised no money, opened no social media accounts, practically no digital footprint. He's made no case for his own candidacy and no longer answers his cell phone. Until earlier this year, he wasn't even a registered voter. His conservative running mate, Maureen Dukes Penrose. <laughs> what a name. This woman, she told oh, the... Ch- yes. Maybe he's taking the Costanza, like, uh, yeah. uh, the way of running. Because you know how yeah. Costanza is? He had that episode where he did everything the opposite, because every time he did something yes. good, maybe he's thinking, you know... Elected. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if I don't run, you right. know, maybe I'll get elected. I'll get elected. She told the New Jersey Globe that retiring state Senator Fred Madden, a former Gloucester County Democratic chairman, encouraged her to run as an independent. Madden said that wasn't true. One of these circulars of nominating petitions for Costanzo and Dukes Penrose as an independent conservative has close ties to South Jersey Democrats. That is Angela McGeehan. She works at Washington Township High School collected more than one-third of the petition signatures for Costanzo and Dukes Penrose. From the high school? Yeah, uh, well, that'd be something to take a look at. Uh, she also spent six years working in the Gloucester County Clerk's Office. She remains unwilling to discuss her role in the Phantom campaign. See, there's only one thing that works with this, not stopping them days before the election. They've done their damage, whatever. I don't know how close the race in that district could be. I do know this, that when we had Tom Crone uh, on, that Republicans have a real chance of winning a lot in Camden County and across the state. And they don't like it, so they're resorting to any tactic. And why wouldn't they? They get away with it. Look at Menendez. Look at Murphy. Uh, Inside story today, a couple of the insiders on the air saying, yeah, Tammy Murphy's going to run, and she'd be the odds-on favorite to be the senator from New Jersey if Menendez is knocked out or doesn't run. Why? What makes her the odds-on well, favorite in these people's and they, Because the money they have, he'll still be a governor. So a lot of these people in North, it's North Jersey again. Ugh. They want something from Murphy, which will be happy to deliver if they support Tammy Murphy. They're worth $100 bucks. And the question was, will she be a Hillary Clinton or a... Caroline Kennedy. Well, either one would be a loser. But um, and I, I made the point. 
this woman, this Tammy Murphy, going wild with the offices, the spending and all that. It's kind of like Mrs. Obama. They've never been challenged. They're sort of running. Everybody says, wow, what a candidate they'd be. They're never challenged. No one says anything to them. They butt in. We didn't elect them. They run around, in her case, the state. She's a big climate fanatic. She's on Al Gore's board, I believe, of one thing around it. And throw their weight around because nobody ever challenges them. You just don't do that with the wife of the governor until they're actually a candidate. My God, they would inflict this on this. And the question was, if Menendez has to bail out, would Murphy dare appoint her as senator? Oh, my God. Hey, it's Jersey. (laughs) Would people revolt? Do they ever wake up? And then I use that to make the point, the one thing that woke people in New Jersey up, and this always works, the death of the whales and dolphins. Emotionally, that got people going up people. And then when they considered what Orsted and these others were going to do, it worked that we stopped them. But it took that something that emotional, that number of bodies, to get people in New Jersey to pay attention. Tammy Murphy definitely going to run and i would say she's the odds on favorite oh my god can you imagine i don't think she's ever been challenged about anything insulated with the villa and the money and the fake hair and it'll be interesting to see if she does run and she's running against a guy andy kim who is asian american obama guy doesn't have her money or connections what will happen in jersey question is, can she sing like Robert Menendez? Yes, yes. Well, this is at the Taj Mahal. So romantic. It's hard to believe. Absolutely very hard to believe. All right, so we'll see if we can rise, Tom, and uh, get him on here. But 855-839-1210. Only thing that works in this, ultimately, and I'm sure Tom and the Democrats will do that, you got to pursue every one of these people legally. They got to go to jail if convicted. The Costanzo guy. Well, what me? I'm I'm a phantom. I'm a ghost. What are you talking about? I don't have anything to do with anything. How did they get that guy? How did his name get it? Where was the meeting held in Jersey? Where would you hold a meeting like this? What kind of diner <laughs> did they hold it at over in Jersey to concoct this? And it for some reason it always gets me with this woman, Marine Dukes Penrose. Somehow or another, it's such a Weird concoction. Along it's with like a magic trick. All right. So um, we're monitoring uh, this and that Dropbox story. Democrat judge in Bridgeport, Connecticut, lowering the boom. They were caught stuffing the drop boxes and the absentee ballots. We he, absolutely should. He threw out the primary. And now what happens is uh, he's going to let the general election go forward with the guy who may have won fraudulently. Then after the general election, they're going to have another primary. And I don't know if that means the Democrat then wins after the primary. 251 votes suspect, at least in this, if not 1,000. And there's only 8,000 votes in the whole primary. All right, love to get you on board, 855-839-1210. Let's go. You were filled with such sexuality. Let's go to Joe, who claims to be a Cowboys fan. Hey, oh. uh, Joe, what's it like for you in a weekend? I know, like it's this? a side, okay. Oh, it's your side. That's your side, Joe. Oh, okay. Yes, no, Joe. Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am, Joe. No, I'm, I am not a Cowboys fan. I had season tickets to the Eagles when I was in high school. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you're saying the, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys fan that lives here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the cow. I, look, I was at. I joined the army '86, and the guys in the basic and stuff wanted to know two things: Did we really drop a bomb on our own city? And why do we hate the Cowboys so much? I swear <laughs> to God, that's the questions I got all the time. And honestly, the only I can't stand the Cowboys. I hate them. I, my children hate them. They're good Philadelphia kids. But the worst thing than the Cowboys or a Cowboys fan is somebody who grew up in the Delaware Valley, specifically Philadelphia. That has that damn blue star on their car. I really can't stand it. There's no logic to that. Uh, look at Christie. He grew up in the uh, network of both Philadelphia Eagles and Giants, and he chooses to be a Cowboys fan. 
that, that, that makes no sense to me. I mean, it literally makes no sense to me at all. And I, there's no excuse for it. There, other than you're just one of those guys who jumped on the bandwagon back when they were uh, a that's good what it team, is. and now you can't get off. That's what it is. That's a good call. Thank you. Yeah. Will Christie uh, show up with uh, Jerry Jones? Uh, I'm thinking that that's a probably. We're going to see that. Uh, so according to Christie, he was a big fan of Roger Staubach. That's okay. why he's a big yeah, but that's Cowboys fan. Quite a while ago. He and says I, the Giants and Jets pretty much stunk when I was a kid, and my father was a Giants fan. Yeah, but uh, that's all real. Roger Staubach probably played his last game before 1975, I would say. <laughs> trying to think of what year 64 was he Heisman Trophy. Maybe 77. I like Rodgers. Who wouldn't? Roger Staubach was great. Yes, I'm reading from the Intelligence where he says, uh, Christie is long rooted for America's team. I was a big fan when I was eight, your age. He told a group of students last year I was a big fan of Roger, who was a quarterback for the Cowboys back then. The Giants and Jets pretty much stunk when I was a kid. My father was a Giants fan. I used to remember watching him when I was eight, nine years old. And every Sunday he would watch the Giants and yell at the TV set. I used to think to myself, why would I want to root for a team that makes you so angry? In other words, young Chris Christie was a total front runner. they write in the Intelligence <laughs> Yeah, does he dare come here for this game with Jerry Jones? That's the worst of it, too. right there with Jerry Jones. In 2010, he described himself as a, quote, secondary Jets fan because his son roots for the Jets. My God. I guess that was he still was running for some office somewhere. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Play you in a moment, President Trump with the January 6th choir talking about how it's going to uh, beat Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus. How does he come up with Miley Cyrus in that uh, brain cell? But um, think about this. And I, I just saw this on Twitter. It's not original to me. That Israel taking out Hamas is not only he- helping Israel and protecting lives there. If we're supposed to believe the Gazans don't want Hamas, and I think that's an open question. I'm not going to go with the media and say they don't. I think significant numbers do want them, admire them, rather than just fear them. Well, doesn't it help them if truly 70, 80, 90 percent of people in Gaza are just living under terrorists, but they really don't want to be taking them out then? opens up the opportunity for something new that is not going to terrorize them. But I don't think that's the case. That's another big lie from the media or suggestion. No one knows that. The poll, I can imagine polling here in this. It's kind of ridiculous. All we do know is it appears over the years to be a good bit of support for Hamas. 
which, by the way, numbers now some uh, military figures could number up to 50,000 or more. So we're not dealing with just a handful of people that commandos can go in and take out. You got a 50,000 man force here in those tunnels and they are armed sufficiently. You're dealing with a real threat. Uh, it's yeah. sad when it comes to especially the Western countries such as our own and, and inside our own backyard. This is just breaking right now. Andy Ngo has this uh, a local woman's offering a $1,000 reward. Uh, this is out in the Cafe Olay restaurant in Huntington Valley. Uh, $1,000 for each name. There's a video he posted on Twitter, Mr. Andy Ngo, of this uh, this Huntington Valley restaurant. It's a uh, uh, three or four masked individuals chanting free Palestine, go in and grab and rip off an Israeli flag and then leave the restaurant. Uh, inside the restaurant? Yes, sir. Wow. Has a family sitting there playing with their baby. Unbelievable. Yep. And we're going to be lectured to about uh, Islamophobia by the Biden administration, all this. How much are the very Jewish groups going to take? Well, some are not. But yesterday you saw the not in my name group, the progressive rabbis, if they really are and all that, have just the time of their life, disrupting the travel plans of people just trying to get home at 30th Street. And they were allowed to, not just because of Krasner and Kenny. That's because that's how these federal, it's federal there, it's Amtrak. Well, they're protesters. They have a right to protest. No, they don't. How many times do we have to be through this? They don't have a right to block people trying to get to a train. Why is that so hard to understand? Are they taught that? Do they really believe that's constitutional? No, it's not. You don't have a right to stop me from enjoying my rights. You don't have a right to force me to hear your beef. I don't want to hear it from almost anyone, but particularly, I don't want to hear it from you. And I I just see this again and again and again. And then this uh, situation that just happened, apparently, in this restaurant in Huntington Valley. It's a hate crime. All right. You know what? We're going to have to live under these hate crimes. Let's prosecute it. Oh, it's not. How do you know it's a hate crime? Uh, Just to get their jollies, they run in and tear down an Israeli flag in a restaurant randomly in Huntington Valley. Is there anything more on that, Dan? No, to to paint a picture, uh, you know, I I don't want to uh, minimize it by any means, but uh, they're chanting, they're walking in, and it looks exactly like that. It looks like like four kids or, I I don't know, being a-holes and just getting a ruse out of going and taking this Israeli flag. It's, it's, there, there isn't any violence that occurs. So I don't want to give yeah, you know, people yeah. the impression that this is uh, something violent that happened. It's just an absolutely ridiculous thing. And, and to have an Israeli flag just removed like that for absolutely no reason is just another example of this asinine behavior. Yeah. And again, based upon what the laws apparently are in Pennsylvania, it's a hate crime. So good. I don't care what their age are and who they are, then put them in jail. I got It's just an endless parade of this, and we're going to see more and more of it because I don't think Israel is going to be leaving anytime soon. So here's President Trump talking about his song with the January 6th prison choir. Here's what he said yesterday. Well, thank you very much. And you know what that was? That was, I call them the J6 hostages not prisoners. I call them the hostages, what's happened. And it's a shame. And, you know, they did that. And they asked me whether or not I would partake and do the beautiful words. And I said, yes, I would. And you saw the spirit. The the spirit was incredible. And when that came out, it went to the number one song. It was beating everybody. It beat uh, Taylor Swift. It beat... Molly Cyrus, who was number one and two. They were number one and two. We knocked them off for a long time. That song was out there for a long time. Then, of course, they had a problem with the Internet, right, you know? And so all of a sudden they said, oh, there's a problem. We'll have to take it off. And we raised hell. And it, uh, it went back on. That was up there for a long time. It was a number one record or song uh, there was for months. So I just want to tell you about it. And I thought maybe this would be an appropriate place. It's certainly an appropriate state. I love Texas and it's big and strong. All right. So there's a little bit more on that uh, song, Taylor Swift. I couldn't tell from the audience reaction if that was positive. There was an element of that. Oh, they were they, they were loving it. I don't see it positive to Taylor Swift. No, they were loving his attack on her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift. Well, it was a little. He wasn't packing her. Just Molly Cyrus, who. 
Yeah, I, I think they like that. I couldn't tell their feelings towards Swift fully, though. I'm not going to uh, jump on that. All right, 855-839-1210 is the way you get in. Our entertainment guy from Atlantic City, Scott Chronic, is next. What's good that's uh, out there, both on TV and all over the place? He covers it all. So we'll talk with that. And also hit us with something that's almost as bad as those cowboys coming to town. WIP just put up on Twitter this call from a cop apparently ranting about the cowboys. And you hear him pulling somebody over as he's doing it. I don't know about doing that. That's a little bit. I've never hated anything more than I hate the Dallas Cowboys. That's kind of that's kind of the only game I look forward to any year. The 365 days, all four major sports is the Dallas Eagles game in Philly. We need to bring this back. I hate the Cowboys. Everyone who loves the Eagles should hate the Cowboys. Hate them, despise them, including the players. Sirianni's a motivator. He's all about culture. He needs to bring that back. He's got to get the team up, the players up, to hate the Cowboys. Hit them in the face. Need them in their glory holes, as Jerry would say. You, you've got to bring that culture back. You've got to get them. You, sorry, I'm pulling someone over. Um, you've got to get that back and get them back in. This is not just a game. This year especially, it's the division. This could be the home field advantage for the playoffs or not. All right, I don't know about a cop engaged in pulling someone over is the way to go. All right, coming up, Scott Chronic with us. He'll tell us what's good out there as far as entertainment. All things entertainment with Scott Chronic from Atlantic City. Scott with us on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Scott, good afternoon. Hey, Don, these weeks go by fast, don't yeah. they? <laughs> well, um, exactly. I don't know how you run so many businesses and yet are in touch with so many things. So uh, let's start with the biggest out there. That I haven't figured out whether I'm going to endure three hours and 26 minutes. Oppenheimer, one thing, but Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, man. Uh, I told you before I was really looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, I'm a huge Scorsese fan. And, uh, you know, again, three hours and 26 minutes or whatever it is. I I, I don't know how I could say this about many movies, Don, but I don't think there was a wasted minute. Uh, it was... Wow. Uh, mm. Uh, it was just so powerful, so moving, so well acted. So I mean, it was just, uh, I think it's a perfect movie. I mean, I, I really can't see a whole lot of flaws with it. It's just so well written. And so it's, you know, it's a true epic. You know, when we don't see epics made anymore, you know, like uh, those big, you know, those big sets, turn of the century, uh, the made to make things so authentic. Like, we just don't see that anymore. And it just feels so real and so right. And uh, Scorsese at 80 years old or whatever he is, 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 is even maturing uh, as a filmmaker, which is hard to believe. Usually you start going downhill. Um, not the case here. And, you know, as good as Leonardo DiCaprio is, this is probably one of his top two or three performances of all time. And De Niro hasn't been this good, Dom, in 30 years. I mean, he was good in The Irishman, mm -hmm. but this is a whole other level. This is a whole other level of good i mean he is he is the villain of this but he's you know he's this you know he's the wolf in sheep's clothing everybody loves him and thinks he's this amazing man but really he's really uh he's really just a despicable human being but he never never falls into that cliched you know villain stereotype and uh i'll tell you what man i i can't say enough great things about it to the point that i think it's way better than Oppenheimer as an as an enjoyable cinema experience. I, I thought Oppenheimer was, you know, very good, but boring at times and lagged. And uh, this is a whole other level of, of watching a great movie. And uh, Scorsese's at his best, man. It's, just, it's, it's one of his, you know, if you're going to put Raging Bull and Goodfellas and, um, you know, those movies toward the top, this has to be in consideration uh, for his top top three to five movies of all time. It's that good. Wow. Uh, you have La the yeah. last waltz, uh, Scott, on the list too. Is that a favorite Scorsese film? Well, it made me. It made me. I'll be honest. I never watched it, uh, and I've always wanted to watch it. Even though I like the band, I don't like really know the band very well. So, mm -hmm. but but I always kind of like some of their songs. So when I watched Killers of the Flower Moon, it made me watch the last waltz as well as well as some other Scorsese things I revisited recently, and. Uh, Really, if you look at The Last Waltz, it's a really well-done movie, but it kind of changed the way uh, documentaries about bands were done from there on. So, like, Scorsese, it was one of his first movies. I think he ended up, like, he was asked, like, spur of the moment to do it, and he made that movie, like, 
uh, within 60 days of being asked to do it. And when you think about that, and when you think about how it changed documentaries forever, it's a pretty remarkable piece of, uh, uh, even if you don't like the band, it's a pretty remarkable piece of film history. It's, it's really well done. Um, I don't know if you saw this, too. I can't help because one of my biggest uh, fandoms for Scorsese is his attack on all the superhero films. I saw that Marvel <laughs> is having uh, big problems. I don't know where I saw it today, but I saw it. Yeah, Marvel's having some issues, um, m- mostly with, uh, you know, mostly with their with their Disney Plus platform and stuff like that. That's not really, I don't think, doing as well as they thought it was going to do. And then on top of that, uh, since since Marvel Law, like, they kind of hit reboot once when they had Avengers Endgame, which is when like Thanos destroyed the world, and they got rid of all of that core Avengers team that had all these. You know Robert Downey as Iron Man, and they had you mm-hmm. know, Captain America, and, and all those all those big stars that they made. They've had a real hard time making new stars with kind of second-rate superheroes. You know, uh, like you know they they don't they're not featuring Captain America, they're not featuring the Hulk, they're not featuring Iron Man and Thor and all that stuff recently. So they're really having a hard time figuring out what that magic you know that magic juice is. And I don't think it's that hard. You got to go back to those big names that kind of got you where you were. And that's what they're talking about down They're actually talking about bringing back some of those big names again and, and, and bring them back those big superheroes. And, uh, and I think that they might have to, but I don't know, man. I, I also think that it's superhero overload, you know? I think yeah. That well, that, that's, that's why it's getting Scott with uh, Scorsese actually saying it's not cinema. I agree with him and it shows there's an audience there. Killers of the Flower Moon is doing pretty well. Oppenheimer, of course, is right up there for a picture of the year and I think did incredibly well, right? Oh, yeah. Oppenheimer killed all crazy money. I mean, way more money than Killers of the Flower Moon is going to make. But I don't know. Somehow they got looped into that Barbie movie. It was a whole weird summer phenomenon that happened there. But I agree with Scorsese, uh, you know, to a point. Um, I, you know, I, it's not cinema. It's, it's kind of like, you know, popcorn movies or whatever you want to call it. But I just think it's too much of it. And I think when you have, you know, one coming out every month from a different, you know, DC or Marvel or whoever else is making a super movie, I think I think people are just kind of tired of it. And the problem is the Avengers set the bar so high. They were so good that everything else just seems like it's okay, you know. And, and then you mm-hmm. put it on Disney Plus and you have all these series that are just like okay. It, it, creates, it creates kind of an, just like um, – uh, it's just too much, kind of like Star Wars. They're in the same boat. There's almost too much Star Wars right now, and uh, it's just kind of okay, you know? What else do you have, uh, Scott? Uh, is it film? Is it something else you're looking forward to, something happening right now? So uh, I went to, uh, of course, I was finishing up my Halloween movies, and uh, uh, George Romero, to me, made the greatest uh, horror movie. It's still in, I think, it, uh, maybe it ended yesterday. But if you haven't seen it yet, it's worth going to read the George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, which changed zombie movies forever. Uh, it was the 45th anniversary, so it was in theaters. So that's made me want to go see it on the big screen, and it's, it's very good. It, it actually had a lot of satire in it, and it was really about uh, commercialism. It, the whole thing set in a mall. Uh, really good, and also made me go see Day of the Dead, which was much more darker uh, on, on that day. But um, that, but the other one on my horror list is Five Nights at Freddy's, which is in movie theaters right now, <laughs> and and it's really basically about Chuck E. Cheese things. You know those like creep anim, animatronic things that are on the stage that that would yep. scare me as an adult. Yeah. Well, they come, I guess it's like so it's a ripoff of that. Apparently, it was based on a video game. But these animatronic things come to life and uh, terrorize people. And it is uh, it was simultaneously released on Peacock, the network, and it still made ridiculous money, like, I don't know, 60 or 70 or $80 million. And so I was curious, and th- th- I wasn't going to watch it, so I figured, well, I have to watch it. It's free, and it's making all this money. Dom, when I tell you that it might be, like, the worst horror movie of all time, <laughs> like, it is just so boring and so non-interesting and so not scary and so anything that you would want about a horror movie and on and and on top of it how it made all this money i just have no idea so i i just i'm trying to sabotage it at least in philadelphia and down here like don't watch five nights at freddy's even for free it's ridiculously bad nice work by you and what's going on at your emporium now over the weekend 
Uh, I'm actually headed to Vegas. Looking forward to that very much. Uh, uh, it is. Uh, we are getting ready. I'll give a little plug for our fifth anniversary party. It's going to be on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, we're going to have a, a DJ, and we're going to do all, since it's our fifth anniversary, all $5 stuff at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall on Tennessee Avenue in Atlantic City. So $5 shots, $5 beers, $5 burgers and hot dogs, $5, all kind of stuff. So put it in your calendar. Thanksgiving Eve, there's only one place to come party, and it's Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Thank you, Scott. Enjoy Vegas. Thank you, as always. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, the great uh, Ray Dininger will tell us How did this all happen, Eagles in Dallas? Why that? million miles away, they were better at one point. What is it that provoked all this? And are we in a different era? Dan says no. I don't know what Ray, I think Ray will say no, where people really don't hate the Cowboys as much, or a sizable number of people in Philadelphia think we're better than them. Why would you get all worked up over it? It's only a regular season game. That's why you get worked up over it. You're going to get worked up over playing the Jets? I mean, come on. There's no history. There's nothing there. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.